Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everybody. It's the DNVR Rapids podcast, and I get to be your host today because we got Mitch in the dungeon. He's, He's in the dungeon. We have Bat Mitch out there in the cave, but... Here Let's in studio, go. I got the bodacious, the illustrious Dwayne Brown. Wow, illustrious. I'm learning new words. I got a thesaurus last year <laughs> I'm gonna for add Christmas. that to my resume. I got that last year for Christmas, and uh, I'm barely starting to use it. Um, words? No, thesaurus. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> words for Christmas. Um, today, we're going to be talking about, guess what? Chris Armas, once again, the new head coach of the Colorado Rapids. Um, and here for this first segment, we're going to have Mitch talking about playoff expectations and what he expects from Chris Armas on his first year. And we're going to let him cook a little bit because last night he made this amazing, what was it? Sweet potato pie mm-hmm. that killed. So I mm-hmm. thought, why not give him 20 minutes to cook something else up? But this time about Chris Armas. Give us a little no, sweet I'm, potato look, pie. We can, we can go back and forth on this. We don't have, it doesn't have to be me for 20 minutes. No, we want to let you here, cook because but... you have, you got the takes, man. I think you have some amazing <laughs> takes on this. I've heard a little bit of a. Somebody just dropped a thumbs down. That's fine, man. <laughs> dislike me. Don't dislike the pot, though. <laughs> um, I'm going to let messed Mitch. up. <laughs> so I really do want to get Mitch's thoughts on um, Chris Armis and what he expects in the first year from the head sure. coach. Like what when you look at Chris Armas with the hire, everything that's been said about him, what's the thing that you're like, okay, this is what should happen, but this is what I expect to happen. Right. Um, I mean, it's really tough. You know, we have to put an asterisk on all this because there's a bunch of roster spots open, you know, a bunch of position groups in flex where we don't really know what to fully expect on the field in terms of the attacking group, the midfield group. There's still some uh, slots that we got to fill out, the wings specifically. Um, Do we bring in another striker? Um, You know, so before it, with all that as a caveat in terms of what to expect for on-field performance, I think the bare minimum is a playoff appearance in terms of what you should expect, right? Um, As we've said on here, this kind of feels like Porik putting his, his... all of his cards in here on Armis as the coach. Um, and, you know, you do that and it better be playoffs, especially when two thirds of the league makes the playoffs, right? It's, it's actually, it's harder to miss the playoffs in this league than it is to make it. Um, and the Rapids found a way to miss them. <laughs> and yet here we are after <laughs> two years of not making the playoffs. Um, no, look, I, I, I think you need, you know, is, is the play in or whatever, is that, enough probably not i think you need to avoid like either win through the play-in if that's where you land or be in the outright playoffs waiting for the play-in to be done i think i think that's bare minimum expectations based on uh kind of a a bizarre hire it is the so you're saying playoff spot are you talking about just a play-in even if it's just a play-in spot are you You have to win if the play-in is where you land at the end of the season you have to win like you have to be you have to make it into the playoffs into the actual playoffs so now that you see Chris Armas, you've seen every, you've seen all the reactions around the internet. It's been a week. You kind of had time to let it digest and yeah, kind of go through you a little bit like Thanksgiving dinner. Um, what do you actually think is going to happen with this high? With all those caveats that you said at the beginning, you expect if it's it's a successful year if they make the playoffs. But what do you actually think is going to happen? Do you think they make that playoff spot, or do you think it's going to be a little bit more like this higher look looked bad from the beginning? No, I do. I think I think a playoff spot's realistic. Again, you only have to be tenth, right? Like, like that's it. You just have to be tenth. You don't need. You don't. You know, like forty points can get you a playoff spot. Forty-one points can get you a playoff spot. I think that isn't insane. I mean, look, maybe that is optimistic, right? Like, maybe that is putting on Rapids colored glasses and hoping that that it's a playoff game, but. You, the vibes were so low post RSL loss, right? Just like so, 
in the basement couldn't be worse. And, you know, the two months after that were definitely better, right? Like the little era was so much better. You cleared out a lot of roster slots and cap space. And, you know, you have plenty of money to spend. You kind of have a blank slate. Like really you can go so many different directions, right? Um, So I think expecting a play-in should be the bare minimum. I mean, I think that's, like with the opportunity to build a basically a new game day roster. I mean, it's, and especially cause you have the guys from R2 that you can start, you know, maybe Hanya gets a first team. Maybe we see, you know, more of Ollie, maybe, you know, maybe Remy's playing on the wing. Um, you have productive guys in the wings. You have room on the roster to spend money. I mean, you probably have over $2 million between the guys who went out, right? Like mm-hmm. between price Rubio, Lewis, Acosta. I mean, you have tons of money you can spend. So um, are they going to do that? Well, not going to predict, (laughs) you know, I'm not going to predict five all-stars in with that money, but I, you know, I do think that um, at bare minimum, you're going to see a more cohesive roster. You're going to see better chemistry. You're going to see better vibes uh, because last year was a disaster and it's only up. Like it's literally only up from there. You have no other choice, right? Um, you're the last in the West. You should be able to climb some spots, even if it's yeah. just one. Um, you brought up Chris Little, and that, I find that really interesting. And me and Dwayne were talking about this a little bit. Do you think the coaching dynamic with Chris Little taking over last uh, last year for the last couple of months and then bringing in a new head coach and having been, him be assistant again, do you think that there's going to be a weird dynamic between them? Do you think – I trust Chris Little's a really good guy. He's going to try to go in there and try to do his best to – follow the leader, which is Chris Armas. But what do you expect from the locker room? You're a little bit closer to them. You talk to Chris Little a lot more. You talk to a lot of those guys. What do you yeah. look out? Look, Chris Little, I mean, I, I've said it on here a bunch, and I'll continue to say it. I mean, he's a good coach. He's a good guy. I think he's he's a um, he's unique in, in his – he's very quiet, direct, honest. Um, He's unlike really any coach I've ever been around in in sports, and I've covered a lot of different sports in a lot of different areas and and levels of of amateur, you know, high school, college pros. Um, he's a one on one. He is. Uh, I think he's going to be fine in his assistant role. You know, he, it's it's, dumb, it's something he's not unfamiliar with. He is. You know, he really helped turn around that. The vibes. I mean, I keep going back to the vibes. They were so bad. Like, I can't tell you, like walking in to practice, you know, across from the stadium after the practice field was like, it was so sad. Like you could just see it. You could just see the season weighing on guys and no one was having a good time. And he, he turned that around. And I think having that voice and having that, um, that presence and, and that communication with players in the locker room is going to go a long way. I, I think it's really important that they kept him really. And, and, you know, let's go worst case with, with Armis. Uh, you have little in, in the wings, like you have him ready. Like if it goes bad, see you later. We're rock, like, we're going with Chris little, right? Like it, that is, that is a, a nice security blanket to have based on, on, you know, what could be Toronto 2.0. I don't think it's going to be, but I do, you know, I'm not going to rule it out as a possibility. That's that brings up a really interesting point as well. Uh, you're just giving me a lot of nuggets right now, man. That I we've talked about, but we really haven't talked about. Mm-hmm. Do you think this front office and the ownership is willing to fire another head coach so early into the year or the season, or do you think it's they're gonna let it ride whether it's a good season or a bad season? Yeah, I guess saying Toronto 2.0 isn't exactly correct because he's gonna have a runway, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, you can't go. You know, I mean, Robin was here for a while, but then, you know, little for two months with an international break in it. And then you hire this coach, you're, you know, I, you would have to be, it would have to be worse than last year to fire him before the all-star game would be my guess. What about firing him at the end of the year? Is it missing a playoff spot fireable offense or finishing last in the West of fireable offense? I think, oh man, I think there's, there's layers to that as in like, is your top goal scorer injured all season? Is your captain injured all season? You know, like what's the product, you know, did Navarro come through, right? Because like a lot of this is going to depend on some key moves like Navarro stepping up and being worthy of a purchase option or, uh, you know, Sidney Tavares stepping in post illness and injury 
from last year and making oh, it worth I picking, picking up his option. Um, effective spending in the offseason, right? Like if we look at who Porg brings in and it's like, wow, these guys are awesome, right? Like he goes and gets some some true like MLS quality starter guys and they're not performing well, then yeah, then then he probably doesn't survive the season. If it's, you know, if it's injury riddled, if it's stuff beyond Armis's control, you probably will see him on a short and it's bad. Like it's non-playoffs. You'll probably see him on a short leash going into 2025. Do you have any questions for Mitch? Dwayne? I'm just listening to the man cook up the Armis takes. <laughs> you mean Look, a I, Mitch? <laughs> it's so hard to know. And I, I talked about this with, with Brendan Plone and, and Mitch over at the shirtless plantain show over the weekend. Um, it's so hard to know specifically what he's looking for. Like we kind of know what Porig wants on the roster, right? But he inherited that Red Bull roster from Jesse Marsh. Um, 2020 was so weird that you can't really say that, you know, after one full season going into 2020, he was really able to like make the roster he wanted, right? You only get, you don't even get a second window in Toronto, right? And so Mm -hmm. we haven't totally seen tactically how he wants to build out a squad, um, you know, we don't know what maybe our two pieces he wants to bring up. We don't know, you know, internally what pieces he wants to hold on to compared to what we've thought in terms of guys out, guys in. Um, and so that's really interesting to me. You know, like him and Park are obviously aligned, at least from the interview level, because he blew the rest of the candidates out of the water in terms of the interview process. So, um, you know, how can how can he build it out in in both his and Porg's vision? Um, and can he get the most out of guys like Cole? Can he get the most, you know, can a guy like Hanya or Ollie or someone that was so dominant at R2 come up and be an impact guy? Can Yappy start scoring some goals? You know, can he put him in position? Um, can he get the best out of Rafa? Can he fix Cabral? I mean, there's so many factors into him being a successful coach or not. Um, then I'm not going to write it off completely, especially, you know, coming under, you know, United was not at its, at its peak when he was there with Ralph Ragnick, you know, going from, only Gunnar Solskjaer and then an interim and and then Ragnick getting fired. But Ragnick is a great development coach. You know, he might not have been the guy to run one of the biggest clubs in the world, but he's definitely a good development guy. So learning under him is at least encouraging, you know, like a little bit. Um, so I, I, I still think it's a playoff. It'll be playoffs. I'm not, I'm not predicting a home playoff game. I'm not predicting, you know, I'm talking like sixth or seventh. So, that bring you brought up a lot of players that I think are going to be big parts of the, uh, of the Rapids core next year, like Ollie, Yappy. I think they're going to get a bigger run because you said Armas is more of a development coach. He learned under Ragnik. Which player that's right now on the Rapids you think benefits the most from the new hire? Somebody like Chris Armas that can come here and develop a team. I mean, you hope it's Cole, right? Like, like that's who you that's. That's who you want to see take that next level, right? And that's kind of who you can, I mean, based on your DP slots being full and, you know, like who who went out and who could or could not come in, you hope that it's Cole, you know, career high in goals. He just had a nice assist in an Olympic qualifier for the national team over the weekend. Um, you hope, you hope it's him, you know, maybe a guy like, Maybe he's the guy that unlocks Cabral, right? Like we talked, to, we talked to a lot of people, not just Rapids people, but national people, and no one has sold their Cabral stock except for Rapids fans, which is fine. Can't blame you. Wouldn't blame you at all. I mean, Galaxy fans are kind of up there. Galaxy too. fans too, sure. Fair enough. But, you know, and I won't blame you for that. Go ahead and sell it. I think, you know, we might be crazy for, for grasping on to the, to the last bit of Cabral stock, but maybe he's the guy that breaks them out. You know, it's, it's, I think Cole is the guy. Yappy's on that list. Maybe Hanya, if he can get that first team contract, because I really think he has a, a future as a MLS guy. Um, yeah, that would be, that, those would probably be my guys. What about you? What, like who who's on your list for like needs to be developed? Doing here's my hot take: the player that benefits the most under Armas, uh, bringing in more of a pressing versus the usual rapids way and he probably won't be on the roster but he's on the roster right now so i'm including him is jonathan lewis yeah and you're gonna say that as soon as you said not on the roster the, he's <laughs> he's not gonna he's not gonna play one it, second in a rapids well, game the, the question was which player on the current roster would benefit most from a chris armis 
Okay, well, now the question is, besides Jonathan Lewis, no, I'm kidding. (laughs) In that, answering that question would be Jonathan Lewis. Um, If they bring in a Red Bull high-press style, someone like Jonathan Lewis would benefit quite a bit under that high press um, versus what we've been doing under the past couple of coaches. Um, Do I think he's still going to be here? Probably not. Um, but to answer the question as it stands right now, it's J Lou. Um, I agree with you on Cole, um, and all the young guys too. I'm, I'm just answering the question. If it started today and this is the roster, it's J Lou. Hey, who knows? Maybe we might not think he is. We've heard rumors that he might not be here. Maybe he looks at a Jonathan Lewis, Armas looks at Jonathan Lewis, like, that's my guy. That's my new nine. I mean, that's I think- my 10. I think those rumors are directly from Jonathan Lewis. Like, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, uh, again, I agree with you. I'm pretty sure Jonathan Lewis I is like, I don't you. think those are, those are like, I, I think Jay Lee's no, like, honestly, hey, I want to play, and he's not playing. When you talk about that high press uh, in terms of, you know, players covering ground and, and maintaining, you know, high work rate, you know, you really hope that he is the guy that can that can unlock Rafa because he covers ground, you know, at an exceptional rate. In terms of in terms of you know his work rate and and making himself available and and work in the press, you really hope that it's that it's Rafa, um, just Man, stylistically, right? Like stylistically, you hope that that guy you put up top is gonna willing to run and run and run the press and then turn and run and run and run with the ball. So yeah, Rafa um, and Cole fit that the hardest. I mean, those two dudes cover so many miles in one match. Yes. it's insane. Um, absolutely. Yeah. I've been rewatching a lot of these rapids games. Uh, I've been going back and just kind of watching. Oh, what <laughs> I mean, I signed up for this. Nobody did. <laughs> um, happy, uh, happy Thanksgiving to uh, Dustin who has to run right now. Uh, but Hello, I've been Dustin. watching a bunch of them man, Rafa's so sweet with it. Rafa has that touch. Unfortunately, he hasn't been able to score. He doesn't have the finishing touch, but he does have that touch, man. He has that thing where, if he wants to make the run towards the box and take on two, three guys, he definitely can do it. We just need to see that more from him, honestly. Like, you're right. Both of you are right. Rafa, I think Rafa's going to be the guy that gets the most under Armas. And that's what I'm hoping for because I want to pay that $4.5 million for him because that means it's worth it. That means that he did something great and he's going to be a rapid and he's going to be a rapid legend and we're going to be all in on him, right? Like, if you pay that much money, it means that you're expecting great things from that guy. Um, yeah, so they spend about the same amount on on Gia Kamakis in Atlanta, right? Mm-hmm. And he came in. Um, I think he only played, you know, he played less than thirty matches. I think he played twenty six. I want to say twenty six matches for for the Greek striker, and uh, you know, he put in ten goals. He was the newcomer of the year. Um, I think you kind of look at the end of season there with with you know how poorly it went with Fraser at the end and and kind of all that and and say hey like we saw some intangibles we saw you you know we saw you make yourself available to guys you know in in transition and and really work well with guys like Gutman and and Harris and and we liked what we saw there but now we need to see you know before that deadline we probably need to see somewhere between like eight to ten goal contributions before you pull that trigger you know, I think, I think it has to be a little bit more than that. I might have to be 15 goal contributions, maybe like 10 goals and five assists before then. 10 goals and five assists before the summer window is kind of, I mean, that's asking a lot. That's like, that's good. That's like on pace to be MLS MVP. Yeah. But again, you're paying that that's kind of money. Like, I don't know. Like the price isn't the same as it used to be, right? Like Gian Kamakis is not going to be MLS MVP, but this is what he costs because that's now the cost of business in the MLS. It's a world market now, right? They're spending more than they have than they ever did to get players that aren't as good as those previous crazy spends are, right? So you hope if you can get five goals, three assists by that break, something like that, I think I think it's worth it. But the thing with that is you basically wasted half a year with him. If you would have gone half a year and then next year with 15 goal, 15, 15 contributions, I would have been like perfect. But you kind of wasted half a year and didn't do much except for a goal. And now you kind of have to make yeah, up I mean, for it. Yeah, I mean, you know, months. Mrs. League's Cup, Mrs. League's Cup with the with the just the <laughs> document processing through through Brazil. Um, you know, I think there was some some damage there and I just I can't I can't blame anyone for not performing well in the environment that he walked into. 
at its absolute lowest. Like it doesn't get lower than the team he walked into. I, I can't imagine trying to base all your decisions on performing in what was just a not healthy place to go to work. Like it that, just was like people weren't into it. I completely agree, but I'm also just looking at Cole and the turnaround he had. And I'm like, if Cole can sure. do it, you should be able to do it. And I don't again, he three goals in five games or three goals in six games, however games he played at the in the end of the year, I would have been all down for it. And I'd be like, okay, cool. That's fine. But one goal in like I think it was eight games, right? If, yeah, I mean, that's not great. You also look at, you know, no Max on the roster, no other Brazilians or, or Portuguese speakers in general. Sydney does come in, so that helps there. Yeah. Um, but you know, there's a language barrier. You're, you know, in practice, you're basically relying on your, you're basically relying on the translator to like, you know, tell you what's going on in practice. Right. Yeah. Like, um, so that takes a while before you can fully, you know, integrate communications and stuff. But you know, if, if, you know, this turned into a Rafa pod all of a sudden, but, um, you know, if, if he's the guy that unlocks him, you, you know, a sign of progress for Armis, a sign of, of it's working and he'll be around his, if, Rafa is good enough to pick up that option. I think that is a benchmark halfway through the season that if Rafa has shown that he's worth the by far the most expensive transfer in Rapids history, then Armis is on the right track. All right. Two quick questions before I let you go, or maybe one. Sure. Uh, what's the thing that you're most grateful for this Thanksgiving? Second one, what's your favorite DNVR shirt? Okay, most thankful for this Thanksgiving. Um, well, I mean, I you know I've posted about it on the internet before, but um, you know my dad had some had a run in with cancer this year. Uh, he got had a big surgery to get it removed. He had some post op complications, some side effects that are rare, and it was in the hospital for almost two months. He got out yesterday. He will be here at our house for Thanksgiving. Um, my sister came out from Western Slope with the fam, so we'll be all together celebrating, thankful as a family, which is pretty cool. So that's definitely, definitely tops of that list. Yeah, man. Uh, that's awesome, dude. I'm, we were really happy to hear that when that happened, man. We're so happy for you and your family. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Before I do my shirts, what about you guys? What are you guys most thankful for? Um, I'm thankful for, for to be part of the Pitts community, honestly. Be a Pitts people. I'm, I'm really grateful that I get to work with a lot of great people in, in the soccer world. I get to work in sports. I'm grateful for my job and I'm grateful for my family. Like I love that. I have such a great family and all you guys listening and everybody at home and everybody at work has become a part of it. And it's just, it's been awesome to be a part of all that. Yeah. Family for sure. Um, you know, I'll keep it PIDs related since we're talking PIDs show. <laughs> um, you know, thankfulness in the PIDs community. Um, you know, it, it's really the folks that we get to meet and interact with because of the show. Um, and for me, I mean, not just like in the chat and, and on Twitter, but, um, you know, at the matches at the C38 tailgate, um, it's been a it, last season was a, was a, a, a crummy year for soccer, um, but it was a great year for the community kind of coming together, both good and bad. Um, we really, I feel like the voice was heard. Um, again, <laughs> it's both good and bad. Uh, but the fact that there is a voice and you feel like the Rapids community is there fighting for the club and fighting against the club, um, that's a really good thing um, in a time of, um, you know, challenge and, and questions and all of those things. Uh, no, no one seems to have skipped out, you know, whether or not you renewed your tickets or whatever, uh, you know, it's not a financial thing. It's a, are you still in, you know, last week, everybody was in the chats, um, mostly upset about the hire. And I think that's a good thing, you know, yeah, just to, to jump in and, and we can all like get through it, uh, as a group of fans and supporters and, um, I don't know, man. I'm thankful to have a club that's, you know, has a supporters group that um, are that vocal and interested in the club, even though it's not easy right now. <laughs> it's about as hard as it's ever been. Really is pretty hard. 
right now. Uh, I mean, we're not Chicago or Portland, so no, I you can, know, I, there, Chicago's there are not worse. as bad. <laughs> we're still worse than Chicago. Oh, I don't, I don't know about that. Chicago's pretty okay. Bad, anyway, favorite DMVR shirt. You two go first. Uh, no, you go first. We because no, you go first. Oh, oh, are we gonna do this? My favorite one. It's a pit one. I love the pit one. But if I'm being honest, the Four Horsemen is kind of, kind of slaps. Wow, that's yes. a cool one. Dude, I, that was when I was merch manager that I came out, and I was like, oh, my God, that thing is – it's still one of my favorite ones. The Four Norrisman. The Four Norrisman. How about you? Brad as hell. Yeah, mine's just the black DMVR hoodie. Um, I'm not mm. wearing it today, but that is, like, is really the up. most comfy hoodie on the face of the planet, just with the little flag on the chest. Um, T-shirt-wise, it's um, – it's Maxi, Sombor Maxi. Yeah. That's my favorite. Fantastic. Maxi's hilarious. Um, I definitely love our scarf. Up the pids always. You know, no doubt there. Um, but <laughs> my favorite has got to be, I mean, you know, I'm a big Nuggets guy. Uh, getting Nug that Nug Life shirt with the Larry O'Brien as the eye. Um, doesn't get better than that. It's perfect. I, I never thought that uh, Larry O'Brien would have the Pixar treatment where he just like knocks out the eye, uh, which is kind of <laughs> yeah, insane. It's perfect. That, um, yeah, that's got. I like the new PS2 shirt too. Although it's not, I, I don't know if I can pull it off, but I like it. Yeah, that's that's definitely a swag thing that you have to be like a certain cool factor for that one. I'm not. Cool yeah, that's not this sure. podcast. Yeah, not for sure. <laughs> for sure, that's 100. Um, all right, Mitch. Thank you very much, man. We'll let you get back to uh, all your hard work that we're going to teach you in a minute. Uh, we appreciate you very much. Have a good Thanksgiving. And up the pits for the Mitch. Up the pits, baby. I'll catch you guys. Right, See man. you, Mitch. Appreciate you, man. Um, oh, giving her a second. What's going on? I'm confused. All right. <laughs> Super producer Alyssa doing all the hard work behind the scenes. Um. The reason we ask about your favorite shirt is because we have a Black Friday sale at DNVR where there's some shirts that are 90% off. You, Huge. All your Christmas shopping at DNVR. Why not? We got to producer, producer Alyssa who's going to buy her whole family, the whole locker. So you better be <laughs> quick because they might be out by then. Um but it's a hell of a deal. We do this every year. It's a big day for us. We kind of lose money on this. But we got a clear inventory as well. And so we're passing on the savings to you. Like, man, I've always wanted to say that when I was a kid. <laughs> but again, you should really check that out. It's such a great deal. DNVR in all cities always trying to hook people up. If you're a fan of a different team in our network, we also have a sale going on in those lockers. Yep. Go check it out. We're going to drop so much cool shit here coming up. And you should get all the... Some of these things might not even be in stock anymore after after uh black friday so really really take advantage of everything going on um that's the best thing i have to say about this honestly black friday is so dope man and that's why mitch is not on the show today because mitch is grinding he's a bad you make him work dude he's gonna work so hard this next next couple of weeks he's a little stressed two weeks after the sale are gonna be a bummer for mitch <laughs> he's gonna but man so much stuff to ship if you love Mitch, you will buy something, though. He loves to do that. Like, he loves when he sees those numbers comes in. Like, as a merch manager, I remember seeing just 400, 500 sales. And I'm like, man, this is incredible. I love this so much. Um, but truly, truly, go check out our sales. It's going to be amazing. Um, almost everything's going to be on sale 90% off. Yep. Um, all right. So we kind of got Mitch's expectations for the season. I want to get yours doing. We got a brand new head coach, Mr. Chris Armas himself, Mr. Positive and Love, that I kind of <laughs> love. Like, what do you think? He's a player's guy. Yeah, sure. he's a player's. He's a guy's guy, it feels like. He feels, like, I, again, don't mean this with any insult, like, man, you. I kind of told Dwayne, I'm like, he's kind of like Ted Lasso in the positive aspect of it. He's a guy that's looking at the positive and always trying to make things work correctly. Um, and that's something I can really get behind. That's the one thing I can really get behind. Maybe not his record, but the prison itself. And I want to know, what do you expect from Chris Armas in his first year? And what should the expectation be for him? Um, so I've been, like most of us, I've been thinking a lot about this hire over the last week. Um, 
I'm probably not as fiery in my takes as, as most folks have been on Twitter. Um, and that's honestly because there's nothing we can do about it. Like the decision has been made. And so uh, Chris Armis is the head coach of the Rapids. So, you know, I'm kind of been taking the week to think about what that might mean. Um, you know, wh- where the past has brought him to here. Um is all of the Rapids Twitter anger focused on the right place? Um, you know, and, and I just, I go back to thinking about these candidates and we look at the finalists that we knew about and Robin Fraser is a more qualified coach than all of those finalists. Um, and so, but everybody was calling for Robin Fraser's head. Uh, so Robin's gone. Um, and then we, we get a group of finalists that are, you know, in my opinion, in my humble opinion, uh, not at Robin Fraser's level. Um, you know, so I'm not going to hold that against, um, I'm not going to hold it against Armis for applying for the job. Okay. These are all guys, uh, the finalists were all guys with little to no head coaching experience in the MLS. Yeah. Um, I think he might have been the most experienced. He was the most experienced out of all of them. Um, It's it's a matter of all of these guys shooting their shot to get a a head coaching position in the MLS. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to hold that against Armas. Do I like his record coming into it? Do I like his background coming into it? Was I excited about, you know, him being announced as the head coach? No. Um, But again, the dude's taking his shot to get a head coaching job, and I'm not going to be angry at him personally for doing that. You know, if I want a job, I go for it. You know, whether or not I get it or not, you know, that's not up to me. And I think that's what it gets down to is like this is a front office decision, um, it's not a Chris Armist decision other than he took his shot just like Chris Little, um, you know, and everybody else who went for it. I mean, it's kind of um, like dating, right? Like, yeah, as, like you sometimes you just got to take your shot. You might be out of your league, but you take your shot and you never know. You might end up with the hot girl at the end of the night. Yeah. And you, you don't know. I mean, I mean the he, Rapids he, might he, not be the hot girl, but like, <laughs> you know and that's, what I mean. And that, but that's one of the other points, too, is. You know, again, the finalists who came in for this, uh, and and B Ray is saying that it's not true on Fraser. He's uh, overrated. It, it it doesn't matter how you look at it. Robin Fraser is one hundred percent more qualified than all of these candidates, mm-hmm. both from a resume perspective, from a experience perfect uh, perspective, from a success perspective. That's that's inarguable. When you look at the facts, you can't argue. I mean, you can argue it, but you, you're you not going to be right. Greatest regular um, season in Rapids history. Yeah, it, it's, uh, you know, it's just, it's looking at, did he have a real bad last season? Of course he did. Um, you know, but again, still, the level is is, is not comparable. Um, so you have to look at this group that came in as finalists. You know, you didn't hear top tier names coming in. And there's a reason for that. And, you know, this is a club that had a really bad, um, you know, <sighs> yes, his time in Chivas and Pids was not great. He also had one of the best seasons of Pids. He's won championships as an assistant coach. Uh, all things that the other guys in this this group hasn't done. <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm going to stick with my take on that. Um, uh, on that. And so B-Ray, for those of you not watching that are listening. Correct. Um, we haven't yet, at least. No, I don't. I, I think it was probably your guy, Juarez. Yeah, I, Juarez. I think that it was your guy. Um, I'm hoping. Anyway, um, but you're looking at coming into a, a squad that was not good, um, not even mid, just not good, second mm-hmm. to last in the whole league. Um, you're too, uh, <laughs> and I still love you too, Bray. Um, And so, you know, it's, you're looking at, um, regardless of which one of these guys would have got the job, they're coming into a team that was not good. They're coming into a team where there's no identity right now. And there's two players that were the heart of this team and really solidified the identity of the team. And they're both gone now and Diego Mm -hmm. Rubio and Jack Price. Um, 
there is so much to not be excited about. If this was your new job and everything was this at this level, you know, at whatever industry you're in, that is a bomber. Um, and so that's one reason why I, I think another, um, another hot take that I have about Armis is I actually think he's going to have a longer leash than most people think. Oh, definitely. Because really there's, there's, I, I don't want to say there's nowhere to go, but up because technically we're second to last. So there is that last spot. Uh, but for all intents and purposes, there's nowhere to go, but up. And well, in the West, they were last. Yeah, yeah, and so I think that leash is going to be longer than most people expect it to be or want it to be. Uh, I think we want it to be a short leash based on what we've seen from Armas in the past, but I actually think it's going to be a little bit longer for him to have some say in the roster construction and what we bring out. Um, but again, it, it, I'm not expecting to like run the league and end up with a home game in the playoffs, regardless of who would have got the coaching job because uh, without some like real roster changes, um, some small changes in tactics are not going to do a ton of work. We saw Chris Little come in and make a couple of tactical changes, but Chris Little didn't run, you know, full wins. Throughout. It was like he had a two, very pretty much five hundred. Yeah, it was like two. You know, one, it was like yeah. one, one, two, something like yeah, or two, it, one. It was like basically five hundred. Yeah. You know, it, it was. It, it, there were some tactical changes that were made. Guys were happier. Cole was scoring goals, and it was still about 500. I mean, but that's know? better than so, being below 500. 500 totally. might, might have gotten but, you into the playoffs, right. But what I'm saying, yeah, exactly. But again, like, it didn't make massive finish out on only wins for the rest of the season, you know? So it's like those changes are only going to do so much without this roster being at a higher level. Um, so I, I guess what I'm saying in this is that I don't know what my expectations are for Chris Armis. Um, I guess I come in with pretty low expectations based on, you know, the, what the past tells us. Um, and knowing that the roster is a massive challenge for anybody coming in to coach this team. This is, this is a club known to not spend money. Uh, you know, we got Rafa in here and, and it's four and a half million dollars. Um, but he scored one goal so far. And now, like we talked about earlier with Mitch, he's going to get about six months. And I'm with you on that. Like, I better see some a big number of he goal wasted, contributions. He wasted eight games. He yeah. have to. You got to see big goal contributions coming from him, or I just can't sign that check, you know, from me. Not that I sign him, but, you know, for me as a fan, you don't want him I'm not squad. sure I want to spend that much money uh, on a guy unless he's putting up real big goal contributions. Um, so anyway, that that's kind of what I've been thinking over the week is at first I was really pissed off at Chris Armis for getting the mm -hmm. job. And I'm like, wait a minute, why am I pissed off at this guy? No, he's he did just, nothing wrong. He's just trying to get a job. Of course. You know, and so it's like, you know, I, I'm kind of transitioning my thing as if, if this doesn't work, I, I'm not going to be super angry at, at Chris Armis. Like it, certainly some of it is going to be his responsibility. It is his job and his responsibility to do a good job and take this team to a higher level. But some of that has to go to the decision makers that chose him as well. So kind of looking at it then, you're not thinking no playoffs doesn't mean it's a bust. It's, hey, man, sometimes it, it's not on Chris. And that, and I get that. I it depends that. on playoffs. It depends on who we bring in. Again, right? And it all depends. Looking at the roster, like right now, God, because again, this is all with caveats, how Mitch said, and it's way too early expectations. And I understand that. Like, But we do have to talk about it a little bit because we do have to set an expectation for a coach, for a team that was so bad last year. And to me, expectations are playoffs. They should be playoffs day in and day out. They should be, hey, I want to win. Whether you reach them, whether you're ready for them, whether you have the talent on your squad to actually get there, it's very different. And I completely understand. But at the end of the day, expectations, in my opinion, do have to be playoffs. They have to be like, you have to be in the dance. You have to get ready. Mitch made a great point. More than half the league makes the playoffs. How are you yeah. not in there? How do you not make a run at it? And at that point, it is super frustration, and I'm super pissed at the front office, at the ownership, at everything around it. And it's not; be it's because they didn't give Armas enough. If they give Armas 
everything in his power and he doesn't make it, that's where I'm frustrated with yeah, the coaching hire. Yeah. But then it also falls back on ownership and front office for making that hire. For sure. So at the end of the day, it really does feel like the front office has only one thing that they can do, and that's win. All they can do is win to win this fan base and reach expectations. Anything besides that, it's going to be a total disaster and it's not going to be deserving because it is, you made the coaching hire. Cool. You're making the roster decisions. Cool. So at the end of the day, if neither of those work and you don't even make the 10th place playoff spot, it's a complete utter fail. Because what you're saying is that Chris Little, who got you close to 500 with a 2-3-3 record, thank you, B-Ray, <laughs> um, was not good enough for this. With the lackluster roster, he got you almost to 500. And you're telling you're, well, you're telling you're not good enough. We expect more. So you should ex- be expecting playoffs then, because the 500 can almost get you the 10th spot of the playoffs. Then you should be expecting at least an close to a home playoff game with Chris Armis, because that's what Chris Little was going to get you at least into the playoffs with the record he had last year. What? So I'll throw this question out, uh, and this question is kind of a tweaked question from uh, holding the high line question. Um, from uh, talking about Armis, um, is that what if the roster? So we're getting into you know roster time. You know, I, I think it's mid December uh, when the window opens and, and moves yeah, can start well. being Megan. Um, <laughs> what if the Rapids do what the Rapids do, and they they don't really bring in much um, to help this roster out? And so the entire season is run with what we have now, but they bring up um, Ioske Hanya, they bring up Ali Laraz, um, maybe Remy, you know, whoever, but the kids are playing. And so the entire uh, season is run. Basically, your veterans are uh, Gutman. Um, a Rosenberry. young Connor Ronan, <laughs> yeah. Keegan Rosenberry, um, Cole Bassett, you know, technically, because he's like the most experienced yeah. out of that midfield at that point yeah. in the MLS. And, uh, you know, and Beta, if he's back, like that's your veterans, you know, and, and two of them are very young. Um, but the kids play, and, and we, we run through the entire season with the youngest roster out there, and we, we miss the playoffs by a point. Uh, is that on Chris Armis for not getting us over the hump? Or is that, hey, he got us within one point with the arguably youngest and least experienced roster in the league? I'm going to answer that question after this quick ad break from Illegal Pete's. <laughs> uh, we are brought to you by Illegal Pete's, uh, where you can get beer buddies and burritos. One of the best places to go hang out. The patio might be a little too cold nowadays, but the margs are still great. You're still going to love their margaritas. You're still going to love being out there. And right now, if you take a ticket to any game, Broncos, Nuggets, Avs, BU, any game, they'll give you a free margarita, right? Right before the game. So Illegal Pete's is one of the greatest places to go have a nice burrito. It's way better than any competitor that claims to be from Colorado and then left. Looking at you, big chain restaurant. <laughs> um, Illegal Pete's is dope, man. Go eat there. Uh, I'm not Mitch, so I don't got any tips. And if you want a tip, it's go to Illegal Pete's. It's great place. It's great time. It's always one of my favorite places to eat. Yeah, I your tip it. is just to bring your ticket from from any game. Of course, and it's Get also a free their promo. margarita or draft beer. My my tip is save money and take that ticket. <laughs> like that's it. Like I'm not giving you an Illegal Pete's tip. I'm giving you a life tip. Take every deal possible. Um, but. Kind of going back to that, if they do miss the playoffs by one point with the super young roster, it gives you hope. I have hope, but still not good enough. And I'm going to stick to this. So is that a you cut Chris Armas? No, you don't. You or don't you give him another year. You don't. At that point, it's I'm sad. I really am. Because things on the, the training on the right way, it feels stagnant. It feels like you're just back to regular pits life. Uh, there's not going to be any major changes because, hey, we made improvement, but yet we're not still good enough. Uh, I'm afraid that when they are good enough, they're going to sell all their assets and not replace them again. Kind of like what happened in 2021. 
uh, and it just it's not gonna feel good. It's not. It's in my opinion, I might be happy in the moment, but looking at big picture, which is what I'm looking at, because I don't want the Rapids to be a, a little hotel town team. I don't want it to be the laughing stock of MLS, which it feels yeah. like they are a lot of the time. Uh, and I'll get to that in a minute with some quotes I have from national media. Um, but that wouldn't be good enough for me. I need playoffs. We have gone through two years without playoffs, and that's not acceptable, and it shouldn't be acceptable. As a team, as a fan base, we should be asking for more. And I'm sure inside of that roster, inside that locker room, inside that front office, they're doing the same thing. They're asking for more. They want more. They're saying, hey, we need to make the playoffs. But talk is cheap, and we need to make it. We need to get to the place where playoffs is not just an expectation, it, where playoffs is not a hope, it's an expectation, and we need to make it into the place where the Rapids are not just in the playoffs, they're contenders. Because I'm tired of this. Every four or five years, they make a good run, and hopefully they can go in deep. You have the 2016 uh, Tim Howard era, which was a great year. You have the 2021 Jack Price, Diego Rubio era, which was fun. You have the 2010 MLS Cup. But I'm tired of this five-year run. I'm tired of this, like, let's see what happens. Let's see if we can do it. Like, oh, <laughs> like, where, where are the spunky underdogs? I don't want to be the spunky underdogs anymore. And if, I want to be a well-run organization that year in and year out is in the mix. It's being talked about one of the best squads in the MLS. Maybe they're dropping down a little bit. Every, they're, like, fluctuating between three to five, and I'm three to six, and I'm happy. That's what I want. I don't want to be... The Rockies. Yeah, I don't want to be the Rockies. <laughs> I don't want to be at the bottom of the pack Colorado anymore. already has the Rockies. I'm completely tired of this. I love the squad, and it hurts me every time I see them lose. Like, it's not fun. I hate it. Like, I'm pissed off. And I know I'm going to get texts later on, but it's fine. I don't care. Like, it is what it is. Like, I'm only telling the truth. And if I'm telling you... I'm not giving them credit. I am. And you can go back. I'm one of the most positive people on this team and on this roster build for a long time. But when you keep getting the same results and keep doing the same thing, it's not okay. Whether you develop young kids or not. Because at the end of the day, playoffs is the only thing that matters. Winning is the only thing that matters. And if you want to develop kids, that's fine. You had last year at the last half of the year and you still didn't do it. So why? What's the point? I don't so get So let it. me ask you this question. Uh, you are a playoffs or bust mentality, which I think is pretty um, pretty on par with everything that we've heard in the chat, both this week and last week and also on Twitter um, when we put that question out. Uh, what is it going to take to get to the playoffs, in your opinion? Um, we have a coach now. What is it going to take, uh, you know, a coach largely coming in with a philosophy or at least experience that is the opposite of uh, how the Rapids play soccer? Um, you know, so between that, between roster moves, like what what is it going to take to get you to there? It's going to take a whole overhaul from top to finish. It's going to take commitment, which sometimes I feel like this team lacks a little bit, if I'm honest with you. It's going to take the front office going in there and bringing in a bunch of players and being like, this is where you're working with. We're getting you high-end players. This That's the only way you're going to make the playoffs because the playoffs are competitive. Whether you like the MLS or not, you can go look at the playoffs right now and you can see every team is so good. You're, and the Rapids are not at that level. Nope. They're just not. You need to bring in the right guys. I don't expect you to spend a bunch of money, but you got to bring in the right guys. You got to play those guys, and you got to make sure they're developed into your system. So and what the, does the right guy look like? The right doesn't guy, have to be positioned. Tell me about the guy. The right guy is whatever Chris Armas wants. And I'm tired of this whole thing where it feels like Porig is looking at the players and being like, this is who you think it should be. No, you got to bring in the car... Bring the Armist guys. Let's see what Armist can cook. I'm going to trust Armist. I'm going to tell him, hey, dude, here is what you got to do. Cook. If you don't cook, it's because you didn't do the right thing. And that's going to be, and I'm going to lay it all on Armist's lap and be like, this is what you want. You want this guy? Here's your guy. Now cook. Make me a five-course meal. Make me into <laughs> one of the a Michelin star restaurant. What do you want? That's what you need. You need to trust your coach. You need to give him all the power. You need to empower your coach. He, the Rapids bring up Philly so much. Philly trusts Jim Curtin. They give what Curtin wants. Curtin says, I That's want true. this guy. Let him cook. You look at um, 
Cincy, same thing out there, man. They're like, you want this? What you guys want? Fine. You want Lucho Costa? Here you go. You gotta trust your coach. I'm not saying Porik shouldn't have any intake, it should any uh, input on this, but I'm saying Armis should be the guy that's telling you I need this type of player and this guy fits my profile that I need. Bring him in, please. It shouldn't, and, and I don't need names. I need Armis to tell me, hey, who do you want? And it might be working that way, but it hasn't felt like that in the last few years. Um, and kind of talking about the Armas hire and the national perspective of it and how people look at this Armas hire and the Rapids in general, I was listening to Morning Footy with uh, Jaleel Alinaba and uh, Alexis Guerrero, Nico Cantor, and Susanna Collins. And I took a quote for each one of them when they reacted to this coaching hire. And it's not pretty. Yeah. And it's not pretty for the reasons that you think. It's not because <laughs> they're roasting the Rapids for hiring Armas. They're roasting the Rapids. They're roasting Armas for going to the Rapids. Um, Jaleel Alinaba uh, did say, The issues with Colorado have been organizational. The organization has been poor. I want to know if he'll be set up for success. And that's what I'm talking about. There, It feels like there's a disconnect there and there's not a lot of commitment. And it might not just be front office. It might be ownership where that commitment's not coming from, which doesn't give the front office the right mentality to keep going. We get Alexis Guerreros. I think he's putting himself in a difficult position in Colorado here. I can't imagine what they're going to do. That's not talking about Armas and how... That's talking about what Colorado's issues are. You can go to Nico Cantor. This is the one that hurt the most, in my opinion. Well, the next two hurt the most, in my opinion. Nico Cantor. I think he's been... I think he's above this job with all due respect to Colorado. I think if you go to Manchester United, you can get a much better job. That's not mm. resounding confidence in the organization. Yeah. And then Susanna Collins, who, does, who did the MLS Now podcast, uh, was great on there. Lover in Morning Footy. Says, I'm wondering if he can be the type of coach for the Colorado Rapids, almost like despite the ownership, almost despite the ownership in the front office situation. Does that sound like they're roasting Armas? No. Um, uh, the funny, hey, we got on extra time. Uh, I, by we, I mean the Rapids. Yeah, everyone's always yelling that the Rapids are never on extra time. Uh, five minutes at the end of the show. Let's go. Uh, last than- week they talked about the Chris Armas hire, and it was very similar. Um, you know, it was just a quick few statements, but... You know, the statements, uh, a lot of it was he's not set up to succeed. So you have a guy that everybody is questionable about anyway. You know, like none of us have a ton of confidence in Chris Armas based on what he's done so far. Uh, You take that and then you add that to, well, uh, not very many coaches, regardless of how good they are would succeed uh, in this current situation with an ownership that is known that uh, has a history of not spending um, with a front office that, um, you know, prides itself on reclamation projects, you know, has a hit and miss record, has a 50, 50 record. You know, I mean, you could look at this coaching hire and say, it's maybe the most rapids coaching hire ever in that, it's pretty much a reclamation project, you know. That's true. Um, you know, it, it fits right in there with with the Rapids front office. Players um, hate it, but it is the land of misfit toys. Yes, it is. Um, and so, yeah, nothing good is coming, you know, out of this from a um, from a quote standpoint. Um, people are there's some people that are not high on Chris Armis as the hire. There are people that are not high on it, uh, not because of Chris Armas, but because it doesn't matter who it is. Um, they're going to struggle either way. Um, it is a dangerous job for Chris Armas to take because I don't believe he's set up for success. And that maybe that changes in the window. Um, but, I mean, that really is. And we, we mentioned it last week. You know, this, He's not going to get a lot of uh, head coach opportunities if this goes Mm -hmm. badly um that will be pretty much it for him you know it will be a life of assistant coaching um which he does great at um you know so uh 
you know, it's, it's hard, you know, um, B-Ray is in the comments saying, I don't want to read it cause I haven't even read it yet. I just saw that it's an opposite take. So let's share it. Um, B-Ray says, I have the opposite take. I think Fraser really was the big issue, not playing the players correctly. We have the talent. I think we can, uh, be much better than the record from last year. Um, I, I agree with some of that. Um, I, I think we all know Fraser is a very um, stubborn guy um, in the sense that he, he will run out one formation and um, he will beat it to death regardless if we have the right guys for it or not. Um, and, he, and he typically has his guys and those are the guys that play. Um, I don't think that I don't think that we have super high talent. That's the only thing that I will challenge a little bit. In the sense of, if you look at our roster, how many people on our roster would be starters on other MLS teams that are in the playoffs? Not many. And not many. Maybe Gutman, maybe Ronan. Gutman, Ronan, I think Bombi and Maxu have all a shot. Keegan, I think, has a shot on some of these teams. Um, I think Cole has a shot. I think there's plenty there's of... There's a shot, though, but not, not definite. Exactly. You know, like what I'm saying like is like... How many of these players are definite starters on playoff caliber MLS teams? Two to three. And I think, at yeah, most. and I think it's maybe two, uh, maybe three. Exactly. Um, and at the and at the end of the day, man, it's like I know what you're saying, B Ray. Like I agree with you that like Fra- Frazier, I think at the end kind of lost the plot a little bit, and it's completely true. But it's also you don't have enough talent. If you did, Chris Little would have a better record at the end. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, I look at Houston. I was not very high on Houston this year. I really was. I thought they were going to be one of the worst teams. Go look at the standings. I was completely wrong on my MLS playoff, Western Conference standings. But didn't believe them. Good coaching hires elevate good teams. Even if they don't have a, good, a lot of talent, they brought in two, three good players. He, Without Ben Olsen, you don't get a Coco being one of the elite players in the league and being looked at by Europe. You don't get Hector Herrera being the guy out there in Houston without Ben Olsen because Hector Herrera did not have a good year last year. He really committed. You need guys to commit, but the coach is the one that's going to make you commit. And at the end of the day, the rap, that's what the Rapids needed. Uh, and it feels like it might not happen as quickly as we expected, but it is possible to switch around a whole team in a year. The thing about uh, the Ben Olsen thing is really curious because I think coming into the season, a Ben Olsen, ben Olsen hire was not exciting for a lot of the same reasons that Chris Armis is not exciting. Like what he brought to the table was not inspiring um, at all Mm -hmm. uh, coming from some very failed seasons. Um, And it took, you know, Houston half the season to start getting that right. Now you mentioned it. The biggest thing about Ben Olsen is that they also brought in some key signings, some key players, um, and that made the difference. It wasn't all Olsen um, on that, but um, the encouraging thing is, I mean, if since we're just in La La Land here comparing teams for no reason, <laughs> you know, is that um, that that was probably not a popular hire. Um, and, and when you look at what he brought and what he brought was a lot of not success. Um, so, you know, there, there was something in his experience that he figured out um, and was able to put that into play in Houston. Um, and he also had a front office that was supporting him with some key players coming in too. So, I mean, that makes obviously all the difference. Um, so, I mean, is there, I don't know if that gives you any sense of hope <laughs> at all that, you know, uh, if we could pull in a couple of key signings and have a Houston type year where it's a little rough at the beginning, but about midway through start to really click and then push hard, uh, and get that playoff berth, that, that would be amazing. I would be overjoyed yeah, with I'm, that. I mean, at the end of the day, it's, we're in Wolfie. Um, I think it's playoff robust because that should be the expectation every year, regardless, because in soccer, you can build a team. To be playoff the next year, sure. You if you do the right things, it's not a huge kill to climb, and I completely believe that with all my heart. Um, but this will wrap it up for today, guys. We really appreciate you. We appreciate everybody tuning in. 
on a Christmas on a Thanksgiving Eve uh, morning. Uh, some of us are a little uh, hungover looking at you, producer Alyssa, after Friendsgiving last night. Um, but but we really, really appreciate everybody tuning in. I, I We love doing this. It's one of the funnest parts of our jobs. Uh, we work really hard on so many things, and this is the one place that we can really express our feelings about everything. Uh, so thank you very much. Any final words to join? Have a great Thanksgiving. Um, you know, those of you that can spend time with your family, uh, Man, that's awesome. I hope you have a great time with your family. And those of you that can't, uh, none of my family lives out here before I was married. Uh, and so Thanksgiving was very much a hangout with friends. Um, that's the cool thing about Denver and about Colorado is everybody moves here. So people, if you got friends who don't have family out here, invite them over um, and have some good time with friends uh, and also family. But yeah, have a great holiday, however you choose to uh, enjoy that. Um, but we hope you had some good time. Um, more importantly than all, how we end be? every show. What could it be? It's up the pits. <laughs> we all silly like the mayor.